God's plan, our plans. In case you haven't noticed, the two don't always align themselves perfectly. It would be nice if they did, but they don't. Sometimes, happily, our plans do coincide with the Lord's plan. For example, we pray for something good, we pray for a healing, pray for a conversion, pray for a new job, and we get what we want, what we pray for. Our will coincides with God's will, and we live happily ever after, or at least until we pray for another special intention. But very often, my brothers and sisters, as we all know, our plans don't fit into the Lord's plan. We don't get what we want. The smooth road of life suddenly becomes a street filled with potholes and detours. Even worse than School Street here in Westerly. You can imagine a road worse than that. It's here that we face one of life's most important questions. What should I do? When my plans don't match up with the Lord's plan, what should I do? Some people unfortunately ignore that question by completely ignoring God's plan and stubbornly pursuing their own agenda, even if it involves hurting other people and breaking every one of the Ten Commandments. For example, Joe decides that he wants a new car, but he can't afford it, so he goes to the local dealership and steals one. Jill wants a promotion at her place of employment, but Judy already has a job, so Jill tells lies to the boss about Judy and gets her fired. Here, my brothers and sisters, we come into an important principle of good morality. We may never do evil that good may come of it. St. Paul tells us that explicitly in Romans 3, 8. Or to put it in more familiar terms, the end never justifies the means. Yes, it's good that Joe wants a new car, but he shouldn't steal to get it. It's good that Jill wants a promotion at her place of employment, but she shouldn't lie. She shouldn't lie about Judy in order to get it. If these are precisely the kinds of things people will do when they focus on their own plans and forget about God's plan. Because when they stop considering God's plan, they end up forgetting God's law. And it's very easy to do. And by the way, this temptation to do evil that good may come of it this is really the great temptation of our technological age. For example, some men and women nowadays tell us that they want to prevent overpopulation. But in order to accomplish that goal, they push evils like contraception and abortion on poor countries in the world, countries that aren't interested in those things. Others want to stop the suffering of the elderly and the terminally ill. But in the process, they promote evils like euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide. Certain married couples want to conceive a child, which is a wonderful thing. But to achieve that end, they move beyond moral means to gravely immoral means, like artificial insemination or IVF. I focus on this issue this morning because in today's Gospel, we encounter two women who responded very differently when their plans did not match up with God's plan. The two women, of course, are Elizabeth and our Blessed Mother Mary. First, Mary. Before the angel Gabriel appeared to her, Mary certainly did not plan to conceive a child by the power of the Holy Spirit. She didn't plan 
to give birth to the Savior of the world. She didn't plan to have the awesome responsibility of raising the Son of God. She didn't plan to have that responsibility put on her young shoulders. In today's Gospel, we heard about Mary's visit to Elizabeth after Gabriel had appeared to her at the Annunciation. Scripture says that Mary proceeded to the hill country in haste to Zechariah's house and Elizabeth's house. She proceeded in haste because she knew her elderly cousin needed her help. Remember, Gabriel had told Mary that Elizabeth was also pregnant with a son. Mary believed it was part of God's plan that she should go and help her cousin. And so she did. She forgot about herself. She forgot about her own needs. She forgot about her plans, whatever they might have been. She apparently even forgot about the difficulty of the journey. I was blessed to go to Israel in the late 1990s. When we were getting around the hill country, so to speak, it wasn't very easy. And we were on a bus. Blessed Mother certainly didn't travel to see Elizabeth in an air-conditioned bus. And consider Elizabeth herself. As a young woman, Elizabeth certainly didn't plan to get pregnant at an old age. In fact, her husband Zechariah lost his voice because he didn't even believe it was possible. And yet that was part of God's plan for her. Elizabeth thankfully accepted that, accepted the plan, as Mary did. And she nurtured the life within her for nine months, eventually giving birth, of course, to John the Baptist, the Lord's prophet. Imagine, by the way, two women in similar situations today, two women who became pregnant today, one of them young, married and poor like Mary, the other old and ill-equipped physically to deal with a little child like Elizabeth. Can you imagine, can you imagine what the people at Planned Parenthood would say to those two women? Think about that for a bit. When God's plan conflicts with our plans, we can either ignore his will and pursue our own desires, which is currently the common approach to the problem, or we can do what Mary and Elizabeth did. We can let go of our plans and submit totally and completely to the Lord's. Amy Grant sings a beautiful song about the Blessed Mother entitled Breath of Heaven. Some of you have probably heard it. I know many of the young people have. We use the youth group for many, many years. In it, Amy Grant has Mary say these words in prayer to God the Father. She says, But I offer all I am for the mercy of your plan. Mary did that, and great things happened things beyond her wildest dreams. May all of us learn to submit to God's plan as she did and as Elizabeth did, so that the Lord can do, also do great things for us.